This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler and Graham Williams, fellow app nerds. Thanks for coming on in. We have an awesome program today, and we're going to be talking about a lot of interesting things. One of them called ASMR. Have uh, either of you heard of this before? I have indeed. The hairs on the back of my neck stand up just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, so ASMR is... Uh, something that we all have experienced. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. There are a number of videos up on YouTube to make you feel better and and less stressed. And And by a number, you mean millions. Millions. There's actually YouTubers that just put these types of videos out. We have uh, an expert, uh, Dr. Craig Richard, uh, to help us understand why this affects us and is this a good thing and how can we make money making these videos? (laughs) Because we're not making a lot of money making this podcast right now. (laughs) <laughs> we can we can make purring cat videos. Uh, we will uh, also be talking uh, about uh, Uber and Lyft in Metro Vancouver. I know we've heard a lot about it, uh, but we've got some uh, thoughts on that. And uh, the Double Take app, a really cool app that uh, allows you to take multiple videos at the same time from different angles. Well, from different lenses, anyway. Different, yeah. And... At the end of the show, we're going to tell you how to clean up your Facebook easily, all your history, instantly. If you need it, gone, which I think some people want. Everybody Uh, wants it. Yeah, let's talk about some of the news uh, right now. Uh, The coronavirus, big in the news. Uh, There's actually an app called Plague, and I'm sorry to say I've played this a number of times because it's kind of fun. The idea is that you create a, a disease and then spread it in the world by doing different types of things to to spread it. Art imitates life. So th- this is available on iOS. It's available on Android. Uh... I feel really bad for playing this now. <laughs> I remember playing it on a plane one time, and a few people, I guess, behind me were looking at this, and, and they're like, is he killing everyone in the world <laughs> with disease? And I'm like, yes. The, but it's on my iPad. It's okay. The fun thing about this one is you can actually name your contagion. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a lot of us have named them after people that we don't like. Yes. Um, my least successful virus was the Trump virus, which I think was actually perfectly fitting. Yes. Anyway, the makers of uh, this particular uh, app, they've come out and said, please don't play this, you know, thinking that you can learn more uh, about the coronavirus or spread the coronavirus. It's a in simulator. This, like a simulator. Uh, you know, obviously real people are affected by this and it's a very harmful thing happening right now. Okay. Also in the news, uh, coronavirus affecting the tech companies and travel for their employees. Well, I think it's going to affect lots of things. Uh, a lot of the big tech companies, Apple, LG, even Google have basically banned all travel to China for their employees. But I'm also curious about, you know, the pipelines of all of this technology that we all rely on and talk about all the time if they've shut down transportation networks in all these big cities that make a lot of these products, is that going to cause a problem for, you know, Black Friday? (laughs) Yeah, of course it will. Yeah. Right. If they can't get employees to work because some of these cities, uh, they've shut down all transportation. In and out. In and out. So yeah, heck yeah. That's going to affect obviously manufacturing. It's going to affect the economy. Yes. There's no question. Uh, One of the big manufacturers, Foxconn, uh, last week said, yes, it would affect production. Foxconn makes everything, iPhones, everything. <laughs> you point at Graham. <laughs> I, yeah, I think he was made by Foxconn. They actually assembled me. Yes, uh, but now they're saying it won't. 
I don't see how they can say that though. Maybe they've shifted manufacturing to other places that are now being infected by the virus. <laughs> well, we'll have to stay. I mean, China's the certainly the the hottest spot right now, but we're seeing reports across the world of more and more of this now. So it's interesting because Foxconn has received a bad rap in the past. You know, there was some talk about they had put out nets, suicide nets to pop, stop people from um, killing themselves. Their suicide rate was actually far lower than the national average. And they put these things in place to be proactive, to help save people's lives. So you could take a look at this and say, have they perhaps put some screening in place? Do they have people watching over this? If they're saying to their uh customers and their customers are people like Apple, Samsung, LG, um, your supply lines will not be disrupted. I think they're probably going to say that with confidence. Um, you know, it would be better for them to say, no, this is going to be disrupted and not have it disrupted than say, no, it's not. And then yes, it does happen. So I, I think they may be prepared for this. Um, it seems, you know, far more than the Chinese government at this point. We will wait and see. We've talked a lot about uh, folding screens. That technology is coming faster than I think we all expect. Obviously very expensive right now on some of the tablets and the, the phones that we've seen. Motorola is bringing out their Razer flip phone again, but with a complete folding screen, it is freaking amazing. We've seen it, we've touched it, we've folded, unfolded it many times. And expensive, what is it going to be, like $2,500 Canadian? 1500 US I think is the launch price. Yeah. Samsung, uh, a lot of leaks happening now. They have one that they're developing apparently called the the Galaxy Z Flip, or as we say in Canada, the Galaxy Z Flip. <laughs> and this is supposed to be, apparently, again, rumored to be uh, announced, released on February 14th, Valentine's Day, for about 1500 or 1400 US. Have you seen pictures of it? I have. Yeah. It's it's a little different than the Motorola. The Motorola one kind of looks like the old flip phone. Do you know right. what I mean? the, the old Razor yeah. phone? Uh, this Samsung one cool i mean still super cool but it basically looks like they took a, a regular galaxy and fold it in, in half which nothing to sneeze at right yeah i just wonder how thick this thing is to be honest from the pictures it looks like the old game boy advance sp right yes. looks like a square that basically yeah where's the cartridge port yeah you, you you open up and so i mean it's an interesting design seems like it's a, a neat uh, response to the motorola um but to your point, Mike, that this does kind of look like it's a little on the thicker side. Do you think they'll be able to slim it out? Well, and that was what we really liked about the Razer. It it felt really great in your hand. So we'll see if we can get our hands on the Z Flip or the Z Flip. I'm, I'm interested, though, like 10 years from now, uh, looking at the phones that will be out there, will they all be folding phones like that to make them smaller? Will no. people care? No. You don't think so? Retina displays or something. I think smart glasses and smart contacts. Okay. Let's just pretend that doesn't happen. <laughs> but just because there's still going to be phones, unless some like miraculous technology comes out that yeah. puts it into our glasses. Do you think they're all going to be folding? No. Just to get the size down? No? And, and well, that's the thing. Like, I look at how my phone fits in my pocket right now, and it fits in my pocket quite nicely. I don't want something that's thicker in my pocket. Anything thinner than this, I'm worried about battery life. So I'm like, I, I realize that it's not that interesting to have the same slab of glass and plastic in my pocket for, you know, years, but. It kind of feels good right now. We don't want the Costanza phone. <laughs> You're talking about his wallet, right? Yes. Yes. That thing that exploded yes. out with all his receipts uh, yes. and everything. So, kind of like your wallet. <laughs> I don't have... I just put all my cards in my pocket. It's like worse than the uh, the Costanza uh, wallet. So, I mean, are you... Would you buy a, a folding phone? Um, maybe. 
I'm uncompelled right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I admitted before the razor phone was the first time I really got excited about, Hey, maybe this is something it, I would consider. It looks sexy. It does. Yeah. And it had some neat, and it was small and it really, really harkened back to my first phones, the, the palm and trios and, you know, handspring devices of the, of the day. Sexy so. nostalgia. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Do you guys ever hear of uh, movie pass down in the U S <laughs> yes. Cool. So this was a subscription service down in the U S that I thought, I wish they had this in Canada. It just sounded too good to be true. Essentially you pay what was like, I forget the exact price, but 20 bucks a month for unlimited movies. It's like a, it's like at the theater, at the theater. Yeah. Now I remember when this came out, you, you said you wish it was here, but I think you said this thing's got two, maybe three years max, <laughs> right? Oh, look at me. I'm right. Uh, <laughs> so apparently the company behind movie pass, uh, going bankrupt and they owe subscribers, uh, almost $1.2 million Oh, that have already, I guess, prepaid or something, but so here's the idea back then it was 20 bucks a month unlimited movies and I thought there's no freaking way that's economically viable not with ticket prices the way that they were it didn't no. like it seemed like where was the money going you know to, somebody was being let out well they had to here. pay the theaters yeah right well yeah that's the thing is but unless you're at brand new movies every every Friday opening day and apparently people were, and they had to totally change the plan. So they kept changing well, it over yeah, the past the few problem. years. They kept changing that. And raising the price, and then, oh, then you can only do two or three movies right. a week instead of unlimited movies. And I just kept saying, this is going to die, because it just makes no economic sense to me. Well, unless it was provided by a theater chain. You could see that working. That I could see maybe working better Yeah. than a third party that has to pay all these suppliers can, can i can i tell you honestly between my tv and the sound system i've got at home plus crave and netflix and the itunes store the last time i saw a movie was star wars and before that end game i just i have no interest going anymore i actually have things tagged as to when they're coming out on rental on itunes because i want to see them but the theater is just kind of an uncompelling place for me to go now i know i watch everything at home okay we're gonna have to take a break when we come back we're gonna be talking about uber Mieber? Uber. Uber. <laughs> here in uh, Metro Vancouver and more specifically in Surrey and kind of our thoughts on, on what's happening uh, with that as uh, Vancouver and the lower mainland try to grapple with this new transportation medium. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Want to talk about Uber now. What's Uber, Mike? That's what... Uh, Surrey Mayor Doug McCallum calls Uber. <laughs> it, can I just tell you, it brings me small, a, a bit of small joy every time I hear him call it Uber. Even though I'm sure someone on his team must tell him, no, it's Uber, Doug. But he keeps going with Uber. That's, it's almost really like an analogy for the whole situation. Like, no, you're wrong. I know, but I'm just going to keep going this way anyway. <laughs> okay. So the challenge right now is that uh, some jurisdictions, let's just call it Surrey, uh, do not want to have Uber or any of the ride hailing services operating it. No, because it's they, just the mayor doesn't want that. The mayor doesn't. Even though when they've done polls of the citizens of Surrey, it's an overwhelming majority, like 75% plus from what I've seen. Yes. Okay. So I don't know 
who he's trying to protect here. He keeps talking about the families of the taxi drivers. Oh, we know who he's trying to protect. <laughs> Himself? And and, and the, the taxi industry. The, yeah. the taxi industry and the taxi lobby. Like a lot yeah. of the taxi drivers out there. you know, Are Uber drivers They're now. Uber drivers. They're Lyft drivers. And so we're looking at Because they're the only ones that have the licenses to be able to do it. Yeah, and we're, we're looking at a lot of these businesses that have been in place for so long and have had over a decade to adapt and anticipate the arrival of this. And you know, we, we have uh, the representative of this on uh, radio stations and TVs going on about the rapes and the murders that are gonna happen. It's like, folks, the energy that you are putting into this now, you could have used five years ago to meet and beat these guys. Seven years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. Yeah. So I've heard from some of the taxi people Yes. Uh, there was a really great in, uh, interview on the Michael Smith uh, show uh, here on CKNW, uh, I think, uh, Tuesday it was, or Wednesday, sorry. And he interviewed uh, one of the folks at Sunshine Cabs, I think out of North Vancouver, mm-hmm. and basically saying they want a level playing field. You know, they're concerned that they have boundaries, that if they cross that boundary to drop someone off, they can't pick someone up in somewhere that's not their zone. Yes. So, but aren't the taxi companies the ones that put those zones in place in the first place well, and how to protect that, their areas? How is that environmentally friendly to have someone drive all the way out somewhere and drop somebody but, off? Okay, so the taxi lobby is saying that it's not fair. And I agree with them. I agree 100%. But who put that in place in, in the first place? Who and lobbied for that in the first place? Doug McCallum. No, it was the taxi companies because they wanted to protect their <laughs> geographic areas. Yeah. Now, in addition to so that... So now they're complaining when it's not working in their favor. In addition to that, they've got a limit of 2,500 cabs on the road. And they are worried. They're saying limit Uber to 2,500 cars. Um, you know what, guys? I wouldn't worry about it for a while, right? You're expecting 2,500 new Uber and Lyft drivers. <laughs> I, I checked the app a couple minutes ago. There were six. Yes. Right? I, I check Lyft all the time. And it's like, oh, there's one. <laughs> so... So you know what you've 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 got time right now, yeah. okay? You you have you still have home field advantage here. If you want these regulations changed again, you had seven years to get this done, and now you're making this back alley deal with Mr. McCallum in order to protect this area. When you know, quite frankly, there there's talk of people trying to go through a recall process. Now there's no legal recall recall process for a mayor, <laughs> but they want to go through that to show him just how much how out of a job he's going to be. Well, the other thing, too, that's come up this week as well is the taxi industry has been talking about pulling back from subsidizing the uh, the special vehicles that they need for disabled. For wheelchairs. Wheelchairs. Yeah. Who the hell is in charge over there? Cruella DeVille? <laughs> right. Okay. So let, let me let me point this <laughs> Doctor, one out to you. Dr. Evil. I think even Dr. Evil would be better. Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm not nice. actually going to do that. That's terrible. <laughs> so here's the deal, right? You, you have uh, accessible cabs. Right? They have a monopoly on this right now. They have a business that Uber and Lyft cannot touch. And what they're saying is, we're going to cut off that revenue fund to hurt these people who have nothing to do with this fight because we can't get our way. This is, it's not even super villain. This is like mediocre B-list villain stuff. I know, just, but from a PR perspective, you're going to play that card. Yes. Like out of all. Like, do you have no cards? Like, you must have no cards. Like, zero cards. Like, worse than any cards that you're going to take on uh, the the disabled community. Yeah, right. Like, oh boy, that'll win hearts yes. and minds. Like, come on. Absolutely horrible. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's not the card to play. No, 
No, not at all. So the the people of Surrey, like I've got quite a few friends who live in Surrey. Like I said, like me, like like you. Yeah. There there is talk afoot of trying to get a at least a symbolic recall campaign for Mr. McCallum. Uh, they are issuing fines, right? They're getting people to create Uber and Lyft accounts to basically you know sucker drivers in to then give them fines. It's called entrapment. Yeah, and uh, and I mean like that just again you're punishing individuals as opposed to punishing the corporation. Try to find you know who's doing it right, UBC. Right. UBC has, in order to have access to their lands, in order to pick people up and drop them off, they are charging Uber and Lyft $5,000 a year. Right. And they're per driver. Uh, no, uh, just just for the companies. Oh, and apparently okay. there might be something like a 30 cent fee uh, to pick up or drop off. This is what they're trying to do. I don't know if that's going to be successful. It'll probably be challenged, but that's a decent way to do it. You know, you feel like maybe there's been some business lost here. Deal with the company, not with the driver. Right. Still, because that thirty cents a ride is going to come back to the customer too. Eventually, and, yeah. And you're charging students to go to school. Yeah, I I think it's the wrong move, but yes. it's way better than cutting off service to accessible cabs. Yeah, I just want to say this right now. Uh, from what I've seen, the rides look really cheap right now on Uber. In a couple of years, they're going to be up there. We saw that in other cities: Toronto, New York, yes, San Francisco, yes, anywhere. If you've ever taken an Uber outside of BC, yes. you've seen what it can be like. And if you've done it recently, you see how expensive it can be. Okay, we're going to have to take a break here on the App Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Double Take app. If you like taking video with your smartphone, specifically your iPhone, this thing is all kinds of awesome for taking a bunch of videos at the same time. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. I want to talk about something uh, very, very interesting now. And I, I don't think I even really knew uh, this uh, existed. Uh, ASMR. Have you heard of this before? I have. Can you even <laughs> say what it stands for? I can't say what it stands for, but I know what it means. <laughs> and the the typical use case that I have is I actually take little videos of my cat either purring or snoring. And I sent it to my girlfriend and she just loves it because it actually helps her go to sleep. So uh, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And yes, I'm reading that <laughs> off my screen right now. We have a really interesting guest on the line to tell us more about this. And I, I, I'm I, telling you right now, you got to listen to this because this is a YouTube phenomenon right now. There are literally thousands of these videos here to help calm our nerves, so to speak. His name is Dr. Craig Richard. Uh, he is uh, an expert in ASMR. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you, Mike. So uh, can you explain to our listeners kind of, uh, you know, in layman's terms, uh, what this phenomenon is about and uh, how it, uh, I guess, helps some people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's this feeling of ASMR, or and you said it right, autonomous sensory meridian response. It's a deeply relaxing feeling. And sometimes people get these pleasurable, sparkly brain tingles when they experience it. And it's stimulated in moments of positive personal attention. And so some of the most common situations that you hear that people experience ASMR is when they go to a hairdresser and someone else is playing with the hair and touching their hair. Or it might be with a clinician who's giving them positive personal attention. Or even a teacher kneels down next to them and helps them solve a math problem. Or, as you brought up, these videos on YouTube. So it doesn't have to be a real-world situation. You can just watch a video of someone giving you positive personal attention through a video 
and you can get this calm feeling. We're talking with uh, Dr. Craig Richard right now. He is the author of a book uh, called Brain Tingles, The Secret to Triggering Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response for Improved Sleep, Stress Relief, and Head-to-Toe Euphoria. Um, could you make that title any longer? <laughs> I, I don't think so. We ran out of space on the cover. Uh, so I guess this has been obviously something that's been around since, uh, you know, humans have uh, been around. Uh, I was looking on YouTube, even Pokemon, they've got videos now as well yes. that, that do that. Have you seen some of these? Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's like all these brands now are kind of seizing upon ASMR and making these ASMR inspired commercials. I think people are kind of liking that because usually when you think of commercials, they're abrupt, they're loud, they're frenetic, they're in your face. And we're kind of getting tired of that. So it's nice to hear a commercial that's calm and gentle and soothing. So what are some of the applications here? I mean, obviously helping people sleep and relax, uh, de-stress. Is that kind of the, the main aspects of this? Yeah. It's the, the number one reason people are seeing, watching these ASMR videos or seeking out ASMR is to help them to relax. So it falls under the big umbrella of a relaxation technique like yoga, mindfulness, meditation. It's another way to reduce your stress. And the other major way that people are using it in a way that you can't really use yoga is to help yourself fall asleep at night. So you can turn on these videos and you can turn off the screen and just listen to them or listen to ASMR podcasts. And these gentle voices will soothe you to sleep. Have you tried this, John? I haven't because I have my cat literally <laughs> laying on me providing that that stimulus response in real time. But when my girlfriend's not there, she misses that. And and so I, I send her little videos that she loves. Well, it's interesting, uh, Craig. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, YouTubers now that uh, specialize in creating these these videos. I think some of them have hundreds of thousands of followers. Huge followings, yeah. Millions. Millions. Of, yep. Some have over 2 million subscribers, followers to their channel. And some of them have more followers than Kim Kardashian has to her, her YouTube channel. You're right. It's amazing. <laughs> so you're saying uh, that John here could film his his cat and make millions? <laughs> uh, the cat, there's not a big market for cat videos in the ASMR world. It's usually a person giving the viewer the positive personal attention. But there are some people that do enjoy seeing someone with a cat or they do enjoy watching listening to cat and they are relaxed by that it may not be asmr but it's definitely relaxing cats are can be super relaxing is this mostly audio is visual a strong component of this yeah it's a good question for asmr videos the sound the audio the voice is a stronger stimulus than the visual which is why you can turn off the visual and just listen and it helps you fall asleep what I don't hear is the opposite. There's not a lot of people that are turning off the audio and just watching it and reporting strong ASMR. So it does seem the sound component, the audio component is a stronger component. But when you combine the two together, it's like a fine three-course meal. You know, It just gets even better the more you can add to it. And the third important aspect that you can't experience through an ASMR video is light touch. So that's like a moment with a hairdresser. So if you have a hairdresser who has a nice, relaxing voice, they're making gentle sounds with the scissors, and they're also touching your hair lightly, 
for some people, that can be the strongest moment that will stimulate their ASMR. I guess if you rub your cat on you while it's purring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did you get into researching this? Are, are there uh, medical or, or therapeutic uh, aspects for the medical community? Yeah, I, I could. I, I wish I could say my start into it was that noble. Okay. <laughs> nope. I was simply listening to a podcast. The episode was about ASMR. They described it. I'm a physiologist. I'd never heard of it. I was skeptical. I was about to delete it until they mentioned Bob Ross. And they said, people who watch Bob Ross and are deeply relaxed might be experiencing this deeply relaxing phenomenon. And that's when it had my attention because I used to fall asleep to Bob Ross as a kid. <laughs> so once I realized I experienced this, that's when I started learning about it. I went onto the internet, tried to learn more about it. And I kind of saw the applications you are speaking of where I'm like, oh my goodness, people are using this to reduce their anxiety, help themselves fall asleep. This can really have true clinical application. We are talking uh, with uh, an expert in ASMR. His name is Dr. Craig Richard. Uh, he has uh, actually written a book about this. You got to check it out. It's called Brain Tingles The Secret to Triggering Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response for Improved Sleep, Stress Relief, and Head to Toe Euphoria. Oh, it's in the background here if you watch our video podcast here as well. Good, uh, good promotion there, uh, <laughs> Dr. Richard. I love it. Uh, uh, available, so we're back there. Available on Amazon, I imagine. Yes. Yes. Or you can YouTube ASMR uh, as well and uh, check out uh, autonomous sensory meridian response videos or ASMR videos to uh, help you relax and fall asleep. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much. When we come back from the break here on the App Show. More apps to talk about. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with fellow app nerds, John and Graham. Don't forget to enter our contest. It's over on our getconnectedmedia.com website. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab and subscribe to the newsletter. If you do, you'll be entered to win not only this contest, but every contest going forward. We're giving away thousands of dollars in prizes this year. So you got to do this. So what are we giving away, John? It's awesome. This month... Alone, we're giving away a $1,000 Bluetooth high-end premium audio headset from Barodynamic, the Amaron Copper. <laughs> I don't think I pronounced that correctly. It's okay. It's a $1,000. <laughs> yeah. It's super premium luxury Bluetooth headset. Super deluxe. Super deluxe. Yeah. Getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab and subscribe to win. Okay. I want to talk about a cool app. If you've got an iPhone 11, this app is all kinds of awesome. It's called Double Take. And because the iPhone 11 has multiple lenses on it, you can take two videos at the same time so from this, the different lenses. That's right. And this is something that was actually showcased at the iPhone 11 launch keynote. And Graham and I basically said, we want to buy the iPhone just for that feature alone. Uh, this is from the company that makes Filmic Pro, which I guess is Filmic. Yep. Um, and uh, they originally were going to bake it into that app, which is a paid app. And then they took a little bit more time to get it right. And they actually released Double Take as a free standalone app that allows you to choose which uh, lens you're using at the same time as another one. You can actually pick two at the same time. And you can even preview all four lenses, including your selfie, the front-facing camera at the same time. Really? So you can shoot forwards and backwards at the same time. Which is great for interview videos. Yeah. Like that's really solid. Yeah. Um, so now this is for the iPhone 11. It's for the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max. That's right. Yes. Um, now they have said that it looks like we still will be getting the four camera version 
of this no. at some point. Really? Yes. Uh, so basically, double take the idea here is that they're testing this feature out. They're giving it to everyone to basically play with, and then they will be releasing it as part of Filmic Pro eventually. Now, you will have to pay for that if you're looking for the four camera version, but I think that's that's a good deal. You get the two camera version so for free. You're taking video right now, John. Yes. Okay, let's post this on the video podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, we're going to intercut this. And we also shot some video just before we started recording as well, just to sort of show you all the different lenses and stuff like that. But So you can always check out the video podcast at getconnectedmedia.com. Uh, again, this is for the uh, the app show. Yeah. Double take app. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. The, the thing I like about it, uh, unlike what we've seen before, because while we tried to do this before and they had this notion of it was like a pro, a pro video feature. Yes. It would shoot uh, two lenses at the same time. It looked great, but the problem was is that it actually baked it both views into one video and it wasn't even that high resolution as well. Um, so this one actually records two separate video streams. So you actually have multiple uh, clips then you can edit back and forth between them from a, a wide shot to a tight shot, that type of thing like that. So And it's in full HD. So 1080p at either 25 or 30 frames a second. So this is this is the real deal. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. And You're, it's and it's free. I'm gonna download it. Yeah. I'm gonna look like a pro. But then you gotta edit those two videos. Well, yeah, because you're, and you're also going to fill up your your memory a lot faster because you're shooting a lot more video. But it's it's not 4K video, so it's not as bad. But um, like Rand oh, said, okay, it's not 4K. It, it, no, it's 1080p, which is still damn damn good. Yeah, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, you have to stay tuned. Facebook has uh, updated their app to allow you to actually erase your history, among other things. The history eraser button. Yes, it is all kinds of awesome. We're going to tell you how it all works and how to do it. You listen to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John and Graham. Before we tell you how to uh, tame Facebook to clear your history, I just want to mention the contest one more time. We're giving away a pair of Bear Dynamic headphones. These are Bluetooth wireless headphones. They're worth $1,000. We're giving them away. We've reviewed them. This is the pair. We reviewed uh, on Global TV and the TV show. And all you have to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, hit the newsletter tab, subscribe to the newsletter, and you are entered to win not only this prize, but every other contest we have going forward. You can't, you can't beat that. Okay, Facebook. We love it. We hate it. They've had a bad history. <laughs> And speaking of history, we can get rid of the history now. We finally can. So what does this mean? What is it called? So this is called uh, your off Facebook activity, right? So all of those things that we've been doing, logging in with Facebook or giving you know websites or apps permission uh, to connect to Facebook, uh, it's actually a two-way street, right? Yeah. How long have we been? I've been on Facebook since like 2009. How many stupid apps did I give permission to and download for Facebook? Way more than you're probably comfortable. And I don't even know where they are. Yeah. So I actually went into ad preferences back in, what was it, 2017 when we first found out about Cambridge Analytica? 2017, yeah. 2018? Anyway, um, I went through and I found hundreds of sites that were connected and I went through and I deleted all of them. And Oh, you're... By you're, hand. You're, 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 Manually. Making, you're making me feel really sick right now. <laughs> and, and that was it. You know, they eventually released a tool where you could basically select all and nuke it. But I did spend several hours doing that. And I noticed that their ad preferences for me started to get a little less weird. Um... As they actually kind of dialed into who I am now. Um, we, we should preface this, that this is where you can see when you go to Amazon, you go to buy something. And then all of a sudden you go back to Facebook and you're being shown ads for all the things that you just looked at. 
because those websites like Amazon share your your cookie and website traffic data with Facebook. Yes. And and in a lot of cases, you know, people will say, well, I just had a conversation with someone about that. The microphone must be listening. No, you've you've engaged in behavior that points towards things that you want to do. Uh, You know, there was a case uh, where a young lady in the United States, Target, knew that she was pregnant, but before her parents did. Right. And was advertising things like diapers and whatnot. So uh, your off Facebook activity includes information that businesses and organizations share about Facebook with your interactions with them, such as visiting their apps or websites. And so how how you get to this is you go to uh, your settings in Facebook. Right. And you're going to go to privacy shortcuts. Just scroll down to the bottom. You'll see privacy shortcuts. And you keep scrolling through that page and you'll see your Facebook information. And the fourth thing on this list is view or clear your off Facebook activity. They put it right at the top, didn't they? Yeah. So you got to dig for it. And you can manage your your Facebook activity where you can see all of the connections or you can clear it. Now, for argument's sake, I decided to go and manage my off Facebook activity. They ask you to log in with your password, which one of the reasons why I think a lot of people are using are so deep into this is because we don't like remembering passwords. So we log in with Facebook. So if you dig that password out and log in, can you guess how many deep connections I found? And this is on your account, which you've already sort of cleaned manually. That's correct. I'm going to guess in the hundreds. 237. Sorry, what? 237 off Facebook activity connections. And that you've given permission to. Yep. And you know, I had a moment. I said to myself, self, I said, do you actually want to go through and take a look at all of these? Didn't you tell me a while ago you were off Facebook? A little bit. Okay. (laughs) Do I want to go and take a look at all of these and decide what, you know what I did? I grabbed the gas can, I grabbed the matches. And, and you I, burnt it all down. I burnt it all down. I cleared my history. Now, they get a little fear with you there. They, they tell you, if you do this, we won't be able to advertise things that you like to you. You're going to get geni- you'll, <gasps> oh, no. You'll still get ads. <laughs> you just won't get those particular For ads. diapers. <laughs> now, well, I could be using those soon. <laughs> once you clear this, it will log you out of some sites that if you have logged in with Facebook, you'll either have to choose to log in again or create a password. But you also have the option to do something. And that's make this permanent. There is a toggle switch that says you don't want them to do it anymore. Can I tell you the level of satisfaction that I had flipping that switch? It was so good. Okay, so you did it. I did it. And any repercussions of you in your daily internet browsing and activities? You know what I'm finding? Because I I was finding that Facebook was actually getting really good at advertising things to me that I was... And so in the last couple of days, I've clicked less on those ads. I have purchased fewer things. I'm feeling... So you were getting sucked in. Oh, I was getting sucked in. I mean, they they, they had me to a T. Yeah. Right? I've never clicked on a Facebook ad. No? I've clicked on the little toggle to like hide this because I keep seeing it. Yeah. Um, but I have never actually clicked through and purchased something from a Facebook ad. You're a stronger man than I. Well, we've told you how to clear it. Burn it to the ground, people. Burn it to the ground. Well, Don't the nice f- thing is this is better than deleting your Facebook account. Exactly. Okay. I want to th- <clears throat> thank everyone that helps put the show together. John, Graham, Stephen, Christina. And we're signing off. We'll see you again next time. Hit our contest page, getconnectedmedia.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. See you. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW. 
For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.